Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. A reminder, if you've not already, I encourage you to pick up your copy of What Made the Golden Age Shine. In it, I examine what makes the golden age of entertainment so special. Even to those of us who weren't alive to experience it the first time. It's available for 99 cents wherever fine ebooks are sold. And you can find all my books, audiobooks, and ebooks at store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Pursuit, the original air date, July the 15th, 1950. And this is Pursuit of the Limehouse Killers. Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum, the refreshing, delicious treat that gives you chewing enjoyment, presents for your listening enjoyment... Pursuit. Pursuit. A criminal strikes and fades quickly back into the shadows of his own dark world. And then the man from Scotland Yard, the famous Inspector Peter Black, and the dangerous, relentless pursuit when man hunts man. To make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Here's a taste treat you can enjoy indoors, outdoors, at work, or at play. The cool, long-lasting mint flavor refreshes you. The smooth, steady chewing helps keep you fresh and alert, adds enjoyment to whatever you're doing. Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Healthful, refreshing, delicious. Now, with John Dana starred as the famous Inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, Wrigley's Spearmint Gum brings you tonight's story, Pursuit of the Limehouse Killers. Chief Inspector Black. Sergeant Meston here, sir. Call for you. Mm. Anything important, Meston? I'm just about to go home. Don't know, sir. It's a man. Says he won't talk to anyone but you. Oh. Uh, put him on, will you? Yes, sir. Chief Inspector will talk to you. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Tell the other chip to hang up. All right. Now, who's speaking, please? Hello, Peter. This is Mr. Roach. Clive! How are you, old boy? We've been worried about you. Awfully sorry I haven't been able to get in touch sooner. I found the head man. Good work. Who is it? Jackman. Oh, wonderful. Only two things wrong. I can't locate the narcotics and they just popped him off. What? Who did it? Oh, I don't know. Someone here, I think. Jackman's on the second floor back, the room next to mine. Are you there now? Yes. They're up to something. We'd better make our move then. Right. But I wanted to warn you. Yes? Uh, uh, When you get here... Uh, all, all, all right, Ducky. Uh, keep it warm for me, eh? <laughs> uh, ta-ta! 
Moffitt. Yes, sir? Fetch a car, will you? Right, sir. Couple? Our inside man on the narcotics matter has located the leader. For over a year, Scotland Yard had been working on the case. It involved one of the cleverest and most sinister narcotics rings in the British Isles. We knew their methods, and we knew some of their lesser members. But to date, we had been unable to make an arrest. The phone call I had received was from a flying squad man, Clive Furness, who, using the name Roach, had been assigned the unenviable task of living in the neighborhood that harbored the scum and driftwood of London's underworld. Ostensibly, he was one of them. And it was this fact which we had hoped would guide us to the leader of the organization. It took us quite some time to arrive at the dismal, cold-water flat in Limehouse. The fog was very dense, and the street lamps waged a valiant but futile battle against it. You can taste the filthy stuff, sir. Yes, I know. It's a fallacy, Moffat. There's not the slightest similarity to... Pea soup. Wait a minute. Did you hear something? A foghorn, sir? No, 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 no. A woman. Sounded as though she were in pain, crying. <laughs> Although I imagine there's a lot of pain down here, Moffat, and not all physical. Come on. Can you make out the numbers? Uh, that was uh, 36 we just passed, sir. Right. Landlord, sir? Yes. Yes. Are you the landlord here? Yes. Scotland Yard. So? We received a report there's been somebody done away with in your building. Done away with? You got the wrong place. Does a man named Jackman live here? Not anymore. Oh? He moved away two days ago. Mm. I should like to see his quarters, please. You're the police. I got to show you. Upstairs. Would you give me your name, please? Caprilas. Do you know where Mr. Jackman went? No. Does anyone else occupy the, occupy the room now? No. Jackman moved away two days ago and left his clothing? That's right. I wouldn't let him take them. He owed me money for the flat. I told him to pay and I would give his clothes to him. Who tells you this? Somebody dead here. You received a phone call at the yard. It may have been from somebody in the building. Must be a joke. Somebody called to make trouble. How many rooms are there on this floor, Mr. Caprillus? Three. Mm. Who occupies the one next to Mr. Jackman? Nobody. Huh? How long has he been empty? Mm. Two days ago. What was the man's name? 
I did not say it was a man. Who was it, then? A man. Name? Roach. We'll see his room, please. All right. Your tenants move rather hurriedly and frequently, Mr. Capillus. That's against the law? Not at all. Merely an observation. Mr. Caprillus, you always leave the windows open in your vacant flats? Sometimes. If they smell, I leave them open. And did Mr. Uh, Roach, was it, prefer a ladder to the stairs? I was going to paint the building. You've seen enough? Nobody dead in here. I hadn't expected to find anyone dead in here. Had you, Mr. Caprillus? And in here, Mr. Caprillus? Um, just a girl. You don't have to bother her. She doesn't know anything. She's drunk all the time. Always drunk. You can go downstairs, Mr. Caprillus. I'll see you in a few minutes. You're wasting your time. It was a joke. Nobody dead in here. Keep your eyes open, Mother. You can watch the front door from the banister. See that nobody leaves. Right, sir. May I speak to you a moment, miss? I'm tired. Go away. It's the police. Asleep. What do you want? There are one or two questions I should like to ask. May I come in? Better use the bed. The chair's broke. No, don't use the bed. All right. And the man broke it. Give me this bruise, too. Have a drink? My friend gives me whiskey, too. No, thank you. I'll use a cup. So I broke the glass. I don't remember when. Yesterday, maybe. Did you know Mr. Jackman along the corridor? Of course I did. When was the last time that you saw him? I don't remember. It was yesterday, maybe. The day before, I don't remember. Sure you won't have a drink? I don't like to drink alone. Sad. Lonely. There was a report phoned into Scotland Yard this evening that Mr. Jackman had been murdered here, possibly in his room. Did you hear anything? No. No, I'll never hear anything. I just live here. I'm on my own business. Have you been here during the whole evening? The whole evening? Oh, yes, I've been here. I was going out for a bite with my friend. But he didn't turn up. I'm frightened. Go away. Leave me alone. Why are you frightened? Don't you know? Everything. Everybody. <laughs> I was going to have a baby once. I wish I died too. It's alone now. <laughs> there, 
there was another man on your floor, Mr. Roach. I didn't know him. I may want to talk to you again. Would you give me your name, please? My name? Glory. Just ask for Glory. Everybody in Limehouse knows Glory. I heard you crying on the street before I came in here. Why have you been crying? Wasn't me you heard. I've got no reason to cry ever. It's a little bit too much to drink. If you're finished, Mr. Policeman, you can go now. Yeah, all right. Um, will you do this for me? Don't be frightened. I know what has been going on here, and I know how to stop it. Please call me when you feel you can talk. All right. I'll go now. Don't call me. Please. Stay here with me. I'm lonely. Yeah, take this. No, I don't want your money. Not now. Stay with me. That's all. I'm frightened. I'm sorry. If you wish, I'll leave a man outside. Go on. That's right. Get out of it. You make me sick. You're nothing but a dirty copper. You're all alike. Get out! <laughs> I left the girl who in Somerset of Devon would have been so pretty. But in London's Limehouse was not, but so frightened and unhappy that she had to remain intoxicated to tolerate living. I wondered who her friend was and why he gave her whiskey and where she fitted into the sordid picture of narcotics and murder. I arranged for a constable to stand on guard and returned to the yard with Muffet to await further word from our flying squad man, Clive Furness, alias Mr. Roach. The ladder outside his room might have been his means of escape. Beg your pardon, sir. Mm. Uh, you can go home if you want to, Muffin. No, sir. I'll, I'll wait. They were lying. Both of them. The landlord Caprilius, because he knows what's going on, and the girl, because she's afraid. But I can't bring either one of them in. We have no proof of either murder or narcotics. What I don't understand, sir, mm? is how they covered the traces of Jackman's murder so quickly. I'm afraid, Muffin. Sir? I wonder... Ah, this may be Furnace. Chief Inspector Black. Uh, oh, where? Uh, yes, would you? Man's body has been found in an alley behind the boarding house, Muffin. Oh, sir? Sergeant has the description. Uh, yes, Sergeant. What? Are you sure? Oh. Yes, I see. Yes, I'll come down. Thank you. Well, sir? Not Jackman. The chap I rather liked. Detective Sergeant Furness. He's been murdered. To make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. The lively, full-bodied, real mint flavor cools your mouth, moistens your throat, freshens your taste. 
And the chewing itself gives you a little lift, helps you keep going at your best. So for real chewing enjoyment that's refreshing and long-lasting, always keep Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum handy. Healthful, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Gum will make every day more enjoyable. Now, the second act of Pursuit of the Limehouse Killers. Well, sir, I don't imagine he suffered much. They had to put him out of the way quickly. They knew we were coming. What about his wife, sir? Are you going to tell her or will the commissioner? No. I'll tell him of it in the morning. We're going back to the Limehouse. Now, sir? It's almost three. Would you be able to sleep, Moffat? No, sir. If you don't mind, I'll have a couple of pistols issued. All right, Moffat. I'll meet you at the car. Everything quiet, Constable? Oh, yes, Inspector. No one's gone in, no one's come out. Right. Your relief will be here in about an hour. Thank you, sir. The girl first, sir? Yes, she knows. This time she's going to tell us. Miss? Miss Glory? I've got the lights in. Oh, that's torn it. I should have taken her in before. Come on. Capillus, where is the girl upstairs? How should I know? Up to now, you seem to have been well aware of the movements of your tenants. Maybe she went out. Maybe she likes to walk at night. There is a constable on duty outside. He says that no one left here. Now you think she's dead, like you think Jackman's dead, eh? Look, somebody's playing a joke with you. Nobody's dead here. Why don't you leave me alone? You lied about Mr. Roach. I don't lie. He was found dead tonight in an alleyway near here. So? Mr. Roach is the man who found me about Jackman. He used the telephone in this building until tonight he was living here. You've been lying. I don't lie. He moved away two days ago. Maybe he come back tonight to, to see a friend. I'm just the landlord. I don't spy. Let me try, sir. I'm only a sergeant. Moffat, take your hands off him. Sorry, sir. Caprilius, you are to stay here. If you attempt to leave, you'll be placed under arrest immediately. Why, why should I go away? This is where I live. An investigation of the house showed us that someone had used a skylight leading to the roof in order to escape the building unnoticed. Our case now rested on evidence only the girl could supply. 
At the yard, I sent out a general alarm for her, and then took to my office couch for an hour or two's rest. When I awoke, the first thing that I did was to go to Detective Sergeant Clive Fannis's home. His wife took the tragic news rather wonderfully, and I knew that in their marriage, Fannis had been a most fortunate man. When I returned to the yard, I learned that Jackman's body had still not been found. Therefore, I ordered the river police to drag the Thames in an effort to recover it. There was still no word of the girl. I decided to go to Limehouse and try once more to question Capriles. Why? What questions? I answered last night what you asked. Why? We think that you know what happened to Mr. Roach and to Jackman. Roach, I told you. Jackman moved away two days ago. He owed me money. I told you. You don't believe me? Why don't you ask him? Him? Mr. Jackman. He come back this morning, paid his money, I give him the key to his room. There's nobody dead here. Ah, he's upstairs. Now? Hmm. As I walked upstairs, I carried with me the sight of his insolent and toothy smile. And the expression in his hard, dark eyes that told me he thought he was making a fool of me and of the yard. There could be no mistake if it was Jackman. Criminal Records Office had a complete dossier with photographs of him, which I had studied. Police. Scotland Yard. What? The police. You are Mr. Jackman? Yeah, that's me. What happened to you last night? Last night? It's rather personal, isn't it? Murder is personal, Mr. Jackman. Murder? I don't follow you. Mr. Roach, your neighbor, called the yard and stated that you'd been killed. He's dotty. <laughs> well, I look dead. Where have you been? I was asked to leave three days ago. Back at Thunsdown. Last night, I made a sweep at White City. Greyhounds. I paid Mr. Caprillis, and I'm back in home, sweet home. You have witnesses to swear to your statement? Well, I can find him if you want. You may have to, Mr. Jackman. Good morning. Before his death, Furness had told us that Jackman was the leader of the narcotics ring. But an arrest on those charges necessitated the discovery of narcotics on the person of the principals. A task which at this point in our investigation seemed to me an impossibility. I determined, therefore to take grim advantage of the murder of Clive Furness. And if I could find proof, arrest Jackman and Capillus on that more serious charge. In order to accomplish this, I left instructions with the men guarding the rooming house and returned to the yard. At six o'clock that evening, word came that my plan was succeeding. Jackman and Capillus had left the house and were being followed by two flying squad men. At eight, my phone rang. Yes? Inspector, Sergeant Meston here. Huh? The young woman on the phone wants to speak to someone came to see her in Limehouse last night. I think it's your call, sir. Yes, it is, Meston. Put her through. All right, miss. Hello? Are you the one? Miss uh, Glory? Yes, it is you, isn't it? Where are you? I'm at Reed. 
Regent Street, too. They're following me. What happened to you? I ran away because I was afraid. They knew I saw what happened last night. Now they found me. I'm afraid. Stay where you are. We have men following them. And I'll be there as soon as I can. I came down from the street. They know I'm here. I can't stay. What shall I do? Now, hold on. Moffat, radio cars in vicinity of Regent Street, too. We found the girl. She's in the station. Jackman and Caprillus followed her, as I thought they would. Right, sir. shooting. There'll be more help in a minute or two. Now, stay in the light. Stay near to people. You don't understand. I stole it from them, and now they're after me. I'm afraid they'll catch me. Inspector Black? Yes? Inspector Roselle, sir. We followed them down here. As you said, they led us to the girl. They opened fire, hit one of our men and the girl. We've trapped them somewhere in the tunnel. Where is she? On the seat over there. She doesn't have the narcotics with her. Afraid there's not much we can do for her, sir. See that she gets to the hospital as soon as possible. Yes, sir. Come on, Moffat. They're about 200 yards in, sir. Uh, we haven't gone in yet. They're armed. So are we men at the other station? Yes, sir. Waiting for guns before they come this way. Right, Constable. Keep the tunnel entrance clear. I imagine they've stopped the train, sir. I hope so. We're in an awkward position if they haven't. Behind that pillar, sir. Yes, yes. Jackman! Caprilis! We are armed! We want you for the murder of Clive Furness! Jackman, sir. Muppet. Just my leg, sir. I'll be all right. Be careful, sir. You were a filthy dog, Caprilus. I hope it hurt. I sent Moffat to the hospital in the ambulance that couldn't move the girl. Her spine had been broken. She was dying on a bench in the station, still conscious, and strangely not afraid anymore. Hello? Hello. Can you answer one or two questions for me now? Yes. Why did they kill Mr. Roach? Because they knew he was a policeman? They weren't sure till they set the trap for him. By pretending to kill Jackman? Yes. Hmm. When Mr. Roach went to the phone to call someone, they listened. Heard him talking to the police. It was Mr. Jackman killed him. I saw it. Why didn't you tell me this before? I was frightened. I stole, you know... Uh, narcotics. Yes. I stole it from them. You'll find it in the mattress of my bed. They said they'd kill me if they found out I stole it. Now they can't. All right. Thank you, Gloria. Don't talk anymore. Mister. Hmm? In my purse, there's a pound note. Yes? 
If I die, will you send me some flowers? The sort you'd buy for a girl. I bought her the flowers the next morning. But I couldn't go to her funeral. Because they buried my friend, Detective Sergeant Clive Furness, that afternoon. Pursuit. And the pursuit is ended. Remember, friends, to make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. There's lots of cooling, real mint flavor in every stick. And chewing Wrigley's Spearmint helps keep you feeling fresh and alert. You feel better, work better, get more fun out of doing things. So indoors, outdoors, wherever you go, keep some healthful, refreshing Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum handy. To make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Pursuit, brought to you by Wrigley's Spearmint Gum, is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis and written by Gil Dowd and Anthony Ellis. Music was composed and conducted by Marlon Skiles. John Daner stars as Inspector Peter Black with Raymond Lawrence as Sergeant Moffat. Also featured in tonight's cast were Peggy Weber, Larry Dobkin, Paul Fries, Jay Novello, Tom Holland, and William Johnstone. Pursuit! makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum hope you've enjoyed tonight's story of pursuit and that you're enjoying Wrigley's Spearmint Gum every day. We invite you to join us next week at this same time when Pursuit will bring you another dramatic story of the famous Inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, relentlessly hunting down those whose disordered passions breed violence and murder. Another story of man hunting man when we bring you Pursuit. Bob Stevenson speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Hi, this is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site where we put out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old-Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. A very good episode of Pursuit, and I thought there were some nice emotional touches. Uh, particularly with Black balancing his kindness uh, to the woman with his sense of duty and professionalism. And he does a great job uh, investigating the case, and I think the mystery's well-written. It's a pretty surprising solution. Well, we turn now to listener comments and feedback and have a new review from the Amazon App Store. Uh, reviewer writes, I'm one of those 50s kids that grew up with radio as my primary form of entertainment. And this is before black and white TV was prevalent. For those of you like me, this is absolute magic. I feel 
a real rapport with Graham. He is upholding a wonderful tradition. If you want great entertainment that you don't watch, that you can listen to anywhere. Personally, I like the science fiction and mysteries, but there have been other things that I didn't think I was interested in that have been very cool. Well, thank you so much uh, for your review, and I'm always glad uh, with the apps to uh, do the app extras, which uh, allow us to explore some very interesting shows that some of our detective stars were in. So I appreciate your comments very much. That will actually do it for now. Join us back here tomorrow for Richard Diamond, and next Tuesday, it's the last episode of our Revisit to Pursuit. If you do have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.